in beautiful North Florida celebrating two years of color commentary, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, Jerry Brooks here, your baby-faced assassin of freedom and tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And believe me, it's getting crazier all the time. But before I get into the real heart of what I want to talk to you today, uh, just as per usual, if you want to send us any type of email, questions, comments, shout-outs, what have you, just simply go to inblackandright uh, in at gmail.com or check out our website, inblackandright.net. And you can always subscribe to our podcast. We are uh, available on all uh, podcasting platforms. Just simply look for us, subscribe, follow, get notified when new episodes are uploaded. So, with all that said and done in the in, for the preliminaries, yeah, I want to get yeah. We've got breaking news today. Now before. Uh, I came on the air. Apparently now, Chris Christie is dropping out of the 2024 race, and it's about freaking time. The man is nothing more than a big old blowhard loaded with anger. He's never Trump. He's an antagonist extraordinaire when it comes to going after Trump for whatever his reasons. But he didn't do well in the polling and never has. He didn't do well in the debates and never has. Certainly hasn't moved any needles uh, upward. And finally, I and I think it was Governor Sununu, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, who was kind of the death blow to the Christie campaign when he endorsed Nikki Haley instead of himself. So it looks like that uh, Chris Christie is out and before Iowa. Yay happy. So that leaves pretty much bird brain Nikki Haley, my governor Ron DeSantis, or he's really not, well he's more like the governor of Florida, not my governor, that's for sure, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, those are the ones left outside of President Trump, but we can only wait and see what happens because we're only a few days, we're five days away from the Iowa caucuses, and we're going to see what happens uh, as far as that goes. And, of course, other news today. Yes, my friends, I, I'm just going to only give it a brief mention only because it was a dog and pony show. And it was like a clown car train wreck that was on live TV. And that was the surprise appearance of Hunter Biden today on Capitol Hill at the House Oversight Committee while they're in the process of holding... Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress 
for ignoring his subpoena to show up and do just a simple deposition. You know, and now they wanted apparently to. I mean, little Jamie Raskin just had to open his big mouth and say, Hey, why don't we have him testify? Why don't we have him testify in public? So, no, that wasn't going to go over well. And by the time Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, started talking to him, uh, he just up and left. You know, came in, kind of flipped the committee, you know, flipped them the bird or the one finger salute and just up and left and of course the mainstream media went bonkers they're following him around following him around and his attorney and everything I mean heck even one reporter <laughs> asked him was he on crack <laughs> and I thought okay this guy can't be mainstream media because they're not they're not supposed to ask those questions but I thought it was pretty appropriate given his actions. But it's distraction. It's big time distraction. It was a dog and pony show. Yeah, it might have been a bit of a distraction for a few minutes. But there was an awful lot of news. Other important news uh, that has been going on. Now, also one thing that really just kind of caught my eye uh, not here in um, let's see let's see hang on hang on hang on here uh, okay yeah now another big story today even though it wasn't here in the United States but in Poland right now it is absolutely absolute chaos right now in Poland and this story from the nationalpulse.com great website I subscribe to it and I just look at this and I'm wondering man is this perhaps sort of January 6th all over again at least uh, Polish style I don't know but the headline reads uh, globalism unhinged cops storm Poland's presidential palace to arrest conservative politicians and I'm thinking to myself well 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 this is interesting having the police the Polish police storming the presidential palace in Warsaw and arresting conservatives could that happen in the United States? Well, given what's going on, yeah. I would say that could be a prelude of things to come here in the States, uh, considering how much effort that the government, the weaponized United States government, has been engaged in uh, for the last several months, going after... Uh, conservatives, patriots, people of faith, Christians, Catholics, the whole anti-Semitism craziness going on on American college campuses and in major cities like New York and Chicago and others. 
This is just crazy. I mean, the situation in Poland is pretty crazy, but it would seem that the whole concept of populism or versus globalism, it's kind of coming to a head and it's starting to manifest itself. Uh, we Maybe not so much here in the United States, but if Poland can be an example to us, it's going to be interesting to see. You're, they're going in and arresting conservative politicians. You've got all kinds of things going on as far as you know, a new prime minister who is a globalist, a guy named Donald Tusk, uh, who is a major, major league uh, scary scary dude considering what he wants to do uh, along with uh, a, a guy who is the new speaker of the Polish legislature uh, whose name I cannot really pronounce because I will more than likely uh, yeah I more than likely would butcher it but and now they're working in Poland right now trying to take over the Supreme Court and other things to get it to get Poland into the mold of a full-on globalist government who pretty much will bend over and grab the ankles for the folks in Brussels and that's a situation that's in flux right now and I'll yeah and I will definitely get into uh, get into some of that but uh, but I, before I really get into the heart of what I want to talk about today, now I am a football fan, uh, and it's interesting because normally I wouldn't talk sports, uh, but given that it's Aaron Rodgers of the New York Jets, and he and late night hack Jimmy Kimmel have been going at it, you know, with the Epstein list and all the documents that are being dumped. But he actually, Aaron Rodgers, went on ESPN of all places, which is about as wackadoodle left as you can get considering they are a subsidiary of Disney. Yeah, but he was talking about uh, some of what was going on in the feud with uh, with Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel and so on and so forth. But the fact that he did it on ESPN is just kind of funny to me. But I wanted to just, and, and I wanted to play it just for the simple sake of something different. Now, I mean, I've watched Aaron Rodgers for years when he played with the Packers and, you know, but now this is a side of, and, the side of him that really kind of endears me to him when he started talking about the whole vaccine and and COVID protocols and Fauci and all of that, I thought, dang, this guy has got to be, I, I don't know what's going on, but this is just going to be funny. Uh, but this is what Aaron Rodgers was saying 
on ESPN. I believe it's the Pat McAfee show. So, anyway, here we go. It's on it. We have Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The emblems put on the screen. And then bring up 57 and 56. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out? <laughs> Feels like <laughs> That's <laughs> supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been There's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this time. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. All right. Obviously, a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show uh, whenever Aaron brought up the, the list and then Jimmy mocked him for it. Aaron has not forgotten about that, but here we are, sitting right in front of that nice bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm waiting to celebrate something. Oh, yeah. yeah something <laughs> He's awesome. been waiting That's for the that. one. <laughs> you been waiting for hey, I'll tell you what. If that list comes out, I definitely will be popping, popping some sort of bottle. Yeah, hey, you've been calling for it for a few years now. Okay. But the heart of what I was listening to, what I wanted y'all to hear, that was funny. That was absolutely funny when he was talking about Epstein and the list the coming out and I don't know if Kimmel actually is on that list and I really don't care and I wouldn't be surprised if he actually was because he's an objectifier of women and he's got all kinds of history on that but that was funny you know that Jimmy, you know, that Aaron Rodgers would actually say something like that on ESPN Live, and they actually played it. They let it go on. That's hilarious to me. Uh, So there's that. But what really has got me all kinds of ticked off today is this a couple... A huge story, frankly. From the Wall Street Journal. Headline. Fannie Willis, prosecutor in Trump, Georgia case, subpoenaed to testify in colleagues' divorce. I thought, okay. This is going to get real interesting. That's just part one. Okay. Just part one. The second part of this, because it's not a good day if you're Fannie Willis. It's not. Because now, according to other reports from the Wall Street Journal and other media outlets, that Fannie Willis and her lover, Nathan Wade, who is a personal injury attorney with no real prosecutorial experience, when it comes to uh, uh, felony cases. It's kind of weird. But, you know, we're, we're dealing with some pretty sick people. But anyway. Now, already, there is all kinds of information. It's all of a sudden, the band-aid got ripped off. And it's hemorrhaging. It's absolutely hemorrhaging. Not only did Fannie Willis, and it has been shown in documentation that she had meetings in the White House with the White House counsel and others about this 
proving collusion between the Biden White House and also the uh, and the Fulton County Prosecutor's Office. This is really crazy. Now, going back a little bit, um, I think this was back a few months ago. Newt Gingrich had was on Charlie Kirk's program and said that someone from DC called Fannie Willis and demanded that she indict Trump that Monday night, which was August 14th, 2023, as a diversion away from the screw-up of Robert Weiss, uh, the special counsel in the Hunter Biden case. Now, apparently, Gingrich's sources were correct because late that night, that it was a Monday night, they were supposed to be announcing it on Tuesday, but apparently, the folks in D.C. wanted it done that night. So here's the late night press conference with Fannie Willis indicting Trump in Georgia. This is a mess. I'm, I think of the old Shakespearean line. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. And there was a lot of that going on. So now not only is Fannie Willis under suspicion for collusion with the Biden White House, her boyfriend, Nathan Wade, who was paid almost $700,000 to be the lead prosecutor in the case, and took that money from Fulton County taxpayers. Public monies were paid. And so he took her on fancy vacations all over the globe. And now his ex, Nathan Wade's ex-wife, served a subpoena apparently to Fannie Willis saying that she had been uh, that she's going to have to testify in their divorce trial and that right there is getting really really sticky now to put a little bit of a cherry on top of the Sunday earlier today congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene sent a criminal referral for Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia, and Chris Carr, the Georgia Attorney General, to open an investigation into Fannie Willis and all of this stuff. I'm thinking, this is going to be really interesting to see because Kemp, who is a real mess, has been very reluctant and the Georgia GOP oh you people have really got some problems you um, because state senator Colton Moore a young man with no fear wanted an investigation opened into Willis and she could be removed from the case and what did the Georgia State Senate do the Republican led Senate they gave him the boot. You know, they didn't take a seat and expel him from the Senate, but 
He's got no committee assignments, no nothing. And now, boom, here we go. Hey, Colton Moore was right. The Georgia GOP was wrong. And frankly, these wimps and cowards have been exposed for exactly what they are and who they are, given the fact that now this puts Kemp and the Attorney General in an interesting position, especially right now when Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger isn't going to be required to testify on the current trial going on in Georgia involving the uh, the use of these election machines and oh man I, I tell you folks it is a mind boggler now and of course now that there has been a proven connection between the Biden White House and Big Fanny Willis down there in uh, in Atlanta it's going to be interesting to see because this is a perfect example of once again Democrat psychological projection it is I mean these people are masters at it and they put it into practice a lot and it's going to be even more so this year as we get closer to election day accuse your opponent of stuff that you yourself are actually doing and it's going to be interesting to see if Brian Kemp Governor Kemp has the stones and Chris Carr the Attorney General has the stones to open up an investigation uh, from a member of Congress who sent a referral this is going to be really really interesting to see what happens so the ball is in the Georgia's uh, leadership court the governor and the Attorney General so this is just going to be a hoot um, and now with this expose of this another question is I mean is the trial going to go forth now is it going to be put to a halt? Because, frankly, with an allegation of this level of uh, of just utter collusion, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Are is there going to be a new prosecutor? Is there going to be this or that? Or, frankly, uh, it's going. Or, or this thing just kind of goes kaboom. I mean, it really needs to go kaboom. But, uh, I don't know. This is going to be really tricky for Governor Kemp, considering he has been a whole lot less than willing to go after Willis. Because somehow he must be scared of either Stacey Abrams or, or whoever. But this is just wrong cowardly and many other adjectives that I could get into but this story is going to be fun to track see how it develops because I'll tell you 
this is going to make this is a bit of a game changer at least as far as the uh, Georgia case goes uh, we still have problems with the DC case because I don't think Jack Smith is going to get his trial date that he wants so bad to happen in March because they're waiting for the Supreme Court and that could be a decision that they make as late as June and that will completely ruin the plans of Jack Smith, Tanya Chutkin and all these other goofy affirmative hires uh, who are who've been appointed to the federal bench so this is going to be real fun I knew this was going to be a historic and somewhat tumultuous year but my goodness we're not even in the middle of January we haven't even had the Iowa caucuses and already it's all kinds of 50 shades of well knuck and futz and it's not going to get any better but one last little thing uh, for today it's also not a good day if you happen to be Speaker of the House Mike Johnson now last week we had Speaker Johnson uh, at the border with a dog and pony show press conference trying to uh, convince people that oh we're going to take care of the border and it's a high priority well apparently in a very recent uh, phone call with Speaker Johnson and the Heritage Foundation the conservative think tank and its donors apparently uh, Speaker Johnson was put through a meat grinder and a wood chipper and just sli sliced and diced because they were mad I mean they were absolutely mad and they had every right to be because this spending deal that apparently he rolled over like a puppy dog to give schmucky Chucky Schumer and uh, Biden uh, isn't going over well and today a earlier today and I'm going to try to find some of that a press conference was held on the Senate side of the Capitol with members with with members of the House the some of the MAGA conservatives like Matt Gates Matt Rosendale uh, Bob Good and and others and senators who are not happy about the spending deal it's now down to either shut down the border or shut down the government and it's gotten that way and people are letting their representatives and their senators have it with both barrels a double-barreled earful it's, they're not taking the issue of our invasion on the southern border seriously so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few days because January 19th is still looming it's still looming and the house uh, leadership isn't getting the job done they're not there are still appropriations bills to get done I think about four maybe five and they're not and with all the work that they have to do they're not going to be ready by the January 19th deadline 
and trying to come up with another continuing resolution but not calling it a continuing resolution because Speaker Johnson promised, you know, no more continuing resolutions. Well, yeah, okay. It seems like the GOP leadership of the House is picking up in 2024 where they left off in 2023. They're not getting the job done and they figure they're going to try another song and dance act, smoke and mirrors, and all kinds of tricks. And this time it ain't working. It's not working. And this is going to be interesting to see what happens uh, come the 19th. So this budget deal is, they're going to have to rethink it, redo it, and they have pretty much only nine days left. So hold on to your socks, folks. This one could get a little bumpy. But for now, my friends, I think I will simply call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. Please, uh, again, subscribe, follow, get notified for the podcast. And also check us out on our social media. We're on Getter, uh, X, Truth Social, Facebook, and a couple of others uh, that escape me right now. Oh yeah, True Patriot Network. That's another one. But please continue to, uh, we appreciate your support. We thank you for the downloads. We're looking to expand this year again, and this is a pivotal year. And with your help, In Black and Red can continue its growth and all sorts of other things that are going to be necessary for this year. And, uh, yep, by the old clock on the wall, I'm going to say thank you. God bless you. Have yourself a great Wednesday. Looking to see you tomorrow. And as always, Patriots come in all colors.